Okay, so I want to welcome you to the second bonus day of the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. So I know a lot of people joined today. They got on our list. They're slowly but surely going into the Facebook group. Now, just if this is your first time joining us and you are watching specifically on the Dr. TK business page on Facebook, I want to welcome you too. However, I will encourage you that by the end of tonight, you definitely want to go to www.drspelledouttk.com forward slash PPP, Prosperous Private Practice, okay? for the bootcamp because that's where we're going to be partying until about June 24th. That is a long time from now. So also people probably didn't know that you were getting four bonus workshops. And so if you were not with us on Tuesday, that video is well and alive in the bootcamp page. But one of the benefits of being in the bootcamp group is that you also get these epic workbooks. Okay. So let me just give a disclaimer. These bonus workshops are up to 30 minutes. Um, I was laughing with my husband on Tuesday because I'm like, dang, they ain't even seen my whole personality yet unless you follow me on Instagram. But in terms of how I show up, for teaching therapists, y'all only seen a sneak peek. And so, um, needless to say, we revving up to the first day of the boot camp. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Today, we are talking about startup cost. Now, what I would like to do before diving into the topic is a question came in in our group, so I want to make sure that I address the question. So I'm going to summarize the question, um, but this is going to. Um, probably sound familiar for some therapists. Maybe you are close to licensure or maybe you are a year or two away from licensure. And the question is realistically, one, when should you start your private practice? And then two, when um, should you continue working for someone else? And so I'm going to answer the first part of the question because this clinician has experience. All of us have a wealth of knowledge. You have a lot of experience. Why? Because we are told we have to get 3,000 hours to at least just get licensed. You know what I'm saying? And then we got to keep it up every two years, which is awesome. It makes us great. Um, however, because of the um, what do I want to call it? Cause I don't want to say the word, but a uh, new era, new norm that we're living in. One of the things that I mentioned on Tuesday is that you have to check with your state, of course, to see how you can do a private practice if you are not licensed. And then also if you're working under the supervision of someone else, I would ask that you have an exit plan. If you plan on working on your own after you get licensed. So what do I mean by exit plan? Exit plan is one, don't go into someone's group practice and consume all of their wealth of knowledge for six months and then say deuces because as a past group owner for a practice, we pour or I poured into my team. And the last thing I want is for me to invest in someone and then they just like deuces on me, right? Um, so make a commitment. If your commitment is to work with a practice until you get licensed and get on your feet for two years, then let that be your exit plan. Please note, though, the person may or may not be happy, especially if you choose, which I ain't telling you to, to share that exit plan because that's their business as well. OK, so in terms of should you start private practice um, right after licensure, if you're equipped with the right foundation and the structural knowledge, yes, that's one of the things that we'll be talking about. I'll sprinkle it throughout, but it'll really be talked about on the last day, which is the Dope Therapist Academy. Now, if you want to hear or I'll say read about some of the wins from the Dope Therapist Academy, do me a favor and write this uh, Instagram handle down, Dope 
therapist with no S at the end. Dope therapist community. If you go to that page, we actually just started that page a few months ago. And what we started doing is highlighting the wins of the clinicians in our Dope Therapist Private Practice Academy, as well as our scaling program, which is our mastermind. So make sure that you check that out. Okay. So now we are going to go ahead and get started. I am super excited about this topic, um, specifically because this is a topic that again, is not taught in graduate school, <laughs> okay, which is money and not just money management, but like for real money about your business, okay? So let's go ahead and switch gears. All right, all right, y'all like my little transition, you know what I'm saying? I've been playing around with uh, this technology because I'm tired of Zoom. All right, so let's talk about startup costs. Let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so as usual, like we did on Tuesday, I'm going to break these down into small bite sized pieces. Now, please keep in mind, some of these topics are going to be flushed out when we go into the one hour boot camp starting next Thursday. However, I thought it would be good for you to get at least this information um, right now. This is actually some of the information that my students get when they first sign up for DTA, Dope Therapist Academy. So the first thing you want to think about, especially in this era, is what does your office space look like currently and what will it look like at least in the next year? In the next five years, clearly we will be back to maybe a new norm, but different than where we are now. But let's be real, a lot of therapists, including myself, um, I'm not going to say we were forced, but I chose to shut down my physical location and just keep the mailing address in May of last year because my lease was up. So why not? Because it didn't look like COVID. I don't like to say that word, but it didn't look like it was going away anytime soon. Okay. So now that our world is opening back up, I believe the last states such as California, Vegas, I think they're open. And then, um, New York, we are all opening June 15th. So what does that mean in terms of you providing uh, services? Do you want to go back to a physical location? One thing in terms of mindset that I want you to consider is that even though you may have either been taught or you used to work at a physical location, but you really feeling working from anywhere, working from everywhere, and some of your clients may not ever want to come back to your office again because it's also very convenient for them then if it's convenient for them and it's convenient for you, then why are you going back? And so maybe you work with um, high-level trauma clients. Maybe you need to see them in an office. Maybe you work with elementary school kids. So if that's the case, then why can't you choose to maybe have half of your schedule in the office and half of it online? It doesn't have to be black or white. It can be both. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big component of the best of both worlds, okay? And so um, you have to make the decision though. And whatever decision you make right now it doesn't have to be where you end but you do want to know this especially for those clinicians who were already in practice before March of last year okay so where will your office be and if you plan on adding services like group services family services what is your setup this is very very important from the jump out the gate when I got my office because I worked with adolescents I knew that I wanted my own couch and they can have like a three-seater couch because it may be two parents and a child or any other type of family composition so I knew when I went to like living spaces that I needed to invest and purchase two regular size couches, not just no one seated, one seat, right? So you have to know what we call your client avatar and we 
go into that in the boot camp. Um, but you want to know who you're serving so that you can know what kind of space you would like to get. Also, how much is the office space? The last time I checked, inflation has not gone away. Inflation, at least in California, goes up every year, minimum 3%. Sounds like the strike fees or square fees, right? And so you want to keep in mind like your budget in terms of office space because you may like the office space and the price right now. And these businesses or virtual offices are going to give hella deals right now because a lot of people potentially shut their offices down. However, <laughs> when inflation hit, meaning when your renewal hits, they are going to offer it potentially at market price. And what, like, I remember that happened to me my first year in private practice and they went up like $200 and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not market price. But what the guy had told me was actually I did a two year lease. He said, because basically I didn't do the 3% increase after the first year because they let me sign a two year lease. Get this. They basically added them together, which is why my rent went up to uh, $200. I said, yeah, no, we need to negotiate. And we did. Okay. So office space. The next thing you want to consider in terms of startup costs is HIPAA email. HIPAA email. Your Gmail, first of all, is not professional. I'm just going to let you know right now, if somebody hits me up and my team can tell you, I don't even send these to the team actually, but if somebody hits me up, I got two of them today for brand deals. People see you on Instagram, they be spamming you. And some people are actually probably credible people, but I'm not going to take you seriously. If you're telling me that you have a credible business and you send it from startup at gmail.com. Well, how, like, I mean, Google only costs like $6 a month. And so if, if your business can't pay $6 a month, then why am I going to take a phone call from you saying that you can help me do X, Y, and Z in my business when it looked like you don't even want to pay $6 to invest in your brand? I'm good, right? And so please, um, we're going to put all these resources in the Facebook thread because I realize I'm sitting here throwing out all of these uh, things that I use and I'm going to give you my link. Yeah, it's my affiliate link, but hey, I told you about it. So I'll tell you about it. I'll also shoot y'all QuickBooks in there because I talked about that yesterday. So um, yeah, we'll do G Suite. Yeah, G Suite is like wonderful. Now, the great thing about G Suite, and if you don't know what G Suite is, that's the Google business version, is that um, it's only six bucks a month at minimum. Um, if you start to expand your team, you can add on email boxes. You can create aliases. I'm just getting excited because there's ways that you don't even have to add more money, but keep in mind that you will see every single email. Nevertheless, they have what's called a BAA. And a BAA is basically the hip, it's HIPAA embedded in it. Um, now, back in the day, they used to make us sign this form, but nowadays they actually give it to you, you know, automatically. So you don't have to sign an extra form. Okay. And you can do everything online now. When I first did all this about seven to eight years ago, I had to call Google, wait on hold, have them fax me the form, fax it back, give me the BAA, fax it back, and then wait for it to get approved. Okay. So um, you want to understand what type of, um, communication you're going to be having with your clients outside of the telehealth platform and is it HIPAA compliant? Okay. The next one is a phone number. Now I briefly talked about this on Tuesday, but this is vitally important. Um, I know that we have Wi-Fi now. I know that Wi-Fi quote unquote is everywhere, but it's not. 
It's not. It don't work everywhere. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you live in like a newer area, especially, there's no goddamn towers. And so they have to come and build the towers, right? Who, like, come on. So what does that mean if you use Google Voice? If you use Google Voice and you're specifically depending on the internet to send messages from your clients to you, what if you are not in service? And so one of the things that I mentioned on Tuesday is that you should call your cell phone company and ask them what would it cost if anything, you may have to just pay for the phone and a little bit for a phone plan, not a line, is how much would it cost for you to add another line to your phone line? And if you don't have a business line, that probably should be your first question. How can I convert my phone to a business line? And then how many lines am I approved for? And typically the minimum is three to five, okay? Up to like hundreds, okay? So also get a phone number that, uh, you know, it's not going to change that. I mean, hell, that, that's important. You don't want people. I mean, I've had that happen where I went from Google. Luckily, Google stayed on. But then I went from one phone number to the next. Then I had a group practice. So I get a grasshopper. I found my Google voice was full of like old uh, messages. And I'm like, oh, my God, these people still have the same phone number. Remember, like private practice is not like your personal cell phone number. Your personal cell phone number, you'll probably hit everybody up, blast them on Instagram and be like, yo, check your inbox. I just sent you my new phone number. We can't do that for private practice. And if you're doing that, shame on you. Okay, so you may want to put together like a plan of how to have a designated phone number for your business. All right. But that costs money. So how much is that per month? Also for startup costs is your website. So some people pay monthly. I would encourage you to stack up your we don't do coins in DTA. We do bags. Actually, I say we do boxes now for money. We, we don't we don't get coins. Put, put it in a chat box. Let me know. Do you get uh, coins? Do you get bags or do you get boxes? I get boxes now. <laughs> okay. So we just moving up. Okay. We have, we get a spaceship. And so bottom line is you want to stack up your money so that when it's time for renewal or they run a black Friday special, ha, all of these platforms and things that you pay for, I guarantee you outside of maybe Google and EHRs, they will, some of these platforms will give you a discount for signing up on Black Friday. They may say, ooh, pay for a year and you get two months for free, meaning you only pay for 10 months. Websites do that as well, um, or they'll send you like renewals and see if you can pay for it for a year. You may save, well, you should usually save a couple of dollars. So website includes though, there are subcategories of what I'm talking about. So subcategories would include, but is not limited to. Your domain name is on automatic renewal. Please do not allow your domain name to go past the expiration date um, through GoDaddy or whatever platform you use. I made that mistake when I had my group. I had resiliencommunities.com. Don't look it up. Ain't nothing going to come up. Resiliencommunities.com, right? Then I just let it lapse because I was on bed rest five months pregnant. I literally paused, pretty much shut down my group practice. I coached some of the people that were there so they can go out on their own. And if people wanted to come back when I came back, they can come back. And so I was out though for almost a year. And so so what ended up happening was I'm like, oh my God, I should learn from this mistake. I was like, why was I so ignorant to just not pay the damn $18 or whatever it was to renew for one year or five years, right? I got the five-year money. What am I doing? And so because I didn't renew, 
guess what happened? I think somebody snatched up my website. I don't think it's in use, but then you got to go and add a hyphen. You don't want to add numbers to your domain. That looks hella tacky unless the number is in your business name. Like my business name is branding the number four abundance. That's different than uh, branding for abundance number one because somebody got the original branding for abundance, right? Right. We collecting those bags. And so when start when we think about startup costs, we want to look at your domain name, your monthly and annual hosting fees for the actual website. Also, what online platforms are or directories are you listed on? You may be thinking, oh, $29 for psychology today, uh, you know, therapy for black girls, whatever that costs and all these other platforms. And once those things add up, I mean, my question, if I were your coach is, are you actually getting referrals? And before you tell me, no, the platform doesn't work. My next, my First question would be, are you speaking to your ideal client? Do you know how to use messaging on online platforms so that you can attract your ideal client? Like those, that's one of the things we focus on heavily in reach in the B-R-A-N-D framework in the DTA, okay? Where my students learn as long as they do the work, they learn how to speak exactly to their ideal clients, okay? So calculate all these things, y'all, because some of y'all are probably just calculating like, um, things that happen monthly and you're forgetting about things that happen annually. And if you do an Excel sheet, you should actually have both. Maybe part of the workbook is monthly fees so you can see where your money is. And then the other one is annual because you don't want to miss the annual date, especially if it automatically charge your credit card. Been there, right? So um, EHR, how much does it cost for your EHR? Now, keep in mind, there are two di- two to three different sides of payment for your EHR. If you don't know what EHR is, that's your electronic charting system. That's the Theranest, the Theranotes, the simple practices, whatever you use, okay? So how much do you pay on a basic level without uh, submitting insurance claims, right? And then don't let you request the EOBs, the receipts back from the insurance panel. Oh, they might charge you for that, right? Now, some of these platforms, if you know you're billing constantly, they may say, do you want to pre-purchase like a package? I know Simple Practice does that. And I did that initially, but once I started slowing down and helping more therapists, I'm like, I'm not about to do that because my caseload, we see each other every other week now. Like my clients are very much so high functioning, okay? And so I don't need that prepayment thing. And then the summer, hell no, I don't want it because clients taking vacations, I'm taking vacation. So why am I going to prepay for something and I ain't using it? Mm -mm. So pay attention to the trends, the patterns that you're already doing in your business, including if they charge you for telehealth, especially if you have a group practice or you have multiple therapists or interns or whatnot, because you're being charged for all of those things. Okay. Um, And also if you do billing, you may be charged to submit your claim per claim per client that stuff adds up me having a part-time practice right now is hitting simple practice about 75 dollars a month and i'm like how could this be how could this be right but it makes sense when i go back and look at how i'm doing my billing okay um another topic um in terms of startup costs that you want to look at is uh for the insurances are you paying maybe someone to do your billing? Do you ha- and I'm also looking at your time, but we're gonna get into that in the boot camp. But how much are these billing companies? Do you have to pay them monthly per claim? Um, because some of you are using simple practice, and because you don't want the headache of the billing portion, um, you choose to outsource, which is which is fine. Um, but I'm also wondering if you do outsource, do you outsource to your own system? Meaning, do you just get an outsourcer that 
can do your billing in simple practice or do you have to export stuff out? Because what I really want you to start paying attention to over the next week and a half is how much money are you leaving on the table due to the time that you are spending doing non-CEO activities. Write that down. I was trying to say that for the boot camp, but go ahead and write that down. Dr. TK said, am I engaging in CEO activities every day? And I'm going to describe what that means when we get into the boot camp. Okay, so um, insurance and billing. All right, so let's see what else I got on here. Oh, ooh, yes. Let's talk about these little things that we should be picking up on Amazon. Okay, so um, office supplies. If you are a psychologist, maybe you have to get testing supplies. Maybe if you're not a psychologist, you're some type of counselor, you have to get some type of inventory. How much does that cost? How often do you need to order it? My suggestion is figure out how many you need to order and get them in bulk. When I do psychological testing from time to time, I do bariatric surgery assessments and then I do some assessments with couples. And so I literally in my file cabinet, they've been in there for two and a half years because I just ordered like 25 of them. That way when one person calls me and just needs one thing, I can just pull from my file cabinet. I don't have to push back their appointment to wait for something to be mailed to me. Okay, because some tests are some tests are not only online, you physically have to like have people fill it out. Okay. Um, also, um, right now, because we're working at home, I mean, my, my printer is like, I think it's a situation because I changed the ink. I pay like almost $125 for that ink for that HP printer from Costco. Right. And then now it's printing out all pink. So I think they done low key gave me a, a messed up ink set from online somewhere. So what I got to do, I got to buy another one. That's another $125. So you want to know how much are you printing, if anything, and how often do you need to replace office supplies like printing paper, ink, if you work in offices with kids. This includes games, okay? I found myself literally once a month going into Target on my break when I was at a physical location and I was seeing kids and teenagers and I would just go on my break and be like, hmm, what new game is out? Because this kid didn't mention this game and I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but they clearly want to play it to be able to talk to me. So I'm going to go ahead and buy the game. It's a business expense. I'm going to be able to write it off, but I still got to buy it. And that wasn't on my plan. Okay, that wasn't on my business plan. And so I'm telling you all these things because you want to keep these things on your plan. Okay, um, mount and any other office supplies that you believe that you will uh, have to purchase, such as computer, computers, magical things can happen. Water. I keep now only water and with lids to the right side of my computer on a coaster away from my laptop because right now I'm on a bigger desktop. It's like two computers in front of me. Why? Because in the middle of last year, I guess I was tired of some working at home and I accidentally hit my cup and it scrolled on my little MacBook and immediately it fried its hard drive and motherboard. That sucks. That's $1,100. I have to figure out a way to buy a, a, a computer within 24 hours. Why? Because I run my business online. So you guys got to think about this. What are the gadgets that you're using on a daily basis, especially to make your services more effective, high quality, like get an extra camera. I got N-E-X-I-G-O, whatever. It's on Amazon, but get an extra camera for your laptop. Stop. Wipe, and let me just say this. Wipe uh, and show me some hearts if like you agree with this. Wipe your damn screen off. Like nobody got time to be looking at you like you didn't filter yourself like a fog. Okay. Like wipe it off. Like all it takes, I promise you, I know they got alcohol now. This is not 2020. It is not the pandemic. Go get a cotton ball. Get a little dab of alcohol. And just wipe the damn screen off. 
just wipe it off. <laughs> it is okay, okay? And that's why you got to prep before your damn session. This was, that was just, I'm going to say personal development, okay? But that's still office supplies. All right, moving on. Mal- <laughs> malpractice. I see y'all laughing, okay? Thank you for the love. All right, so malpractice. Now, this one is a doozy. Therapists do not calculate this whatsoever outside of themselves so I hear therapists a lot saying oh I want you know to grow uh more revenue I want to group practice I want interns and I'm like oh what about that malpractice I start like going down this list with my clients and they're like oh they gonna they gonna have to bring their own malpractice I said yeah that's not how uh, malpractice works you have to call them malpractice you have to let them know that you're now a group especially if you haven't incorporated yet they're gonna ask you do you have a team do you have w-2 or contractors and based off of what their role is meaning are they w-9 or w-2 they're then going to give you a total cost it's not gonna mine didn't go up that much but it still was unexpected it was an extra three hundred dollars a month i mean hell when i'm not expecting that and when these people haven't even started working yet to bring in revenue beyond me training them yo that was something I wish somebody would have taught me. I'm telling you that now. Write it down if you want to expand. Malpractice. And damage your malpractice, it expires at the same time every year. Don't let it lapse. What are you doing? That is unethical. Okay. Um, so know the difference between solo and group. And also, your malpractice may actually go up every year a couple of bucks. The way that you want to reframe that as a therapist is that I'm good because I'm still licensed. Because some people are not. So the fact that you have to pay more money to stay licensed, count that as a blessing, okay? Because some people, hell, I mean, I had a hard time passing the test. So I count every renewal. I got mine right here. They sent it to me in the mail two weeks ago. I said, thank you, Jesus. Renew me, right? Because that test, E-triple-P, for psychologists was not a joke, <laughs> okay? So liability, based on state regulations, you need to look at what if any liability insurances do you need to purchase whether you are sole prop sometimes some offices may require you to get um, certain type of liabilities I remember when California three years ago put out the state mandate that if we were taking um, Medi-Cal under private insurance due to Obamacare like the Kaiser Medi-Cal the Blue Shield Medi-Cal and so forth we had to apply for Medi-Cal and I'm like what the heck and so when I applied for Medi-Cal one of the things that kept rejecting my application is they kept asking for liability and me not knowing because there's nobody to teach this is I kept saying I got liability it's my malpractice so I finally called after being rejected three times because they don't tell you they just reject you and make you wait six more months when you resubmit it crazy so um when I finally called and then I sent an email to someone who was over like my file they said you actually need the other liability so I had to call like an insurance company and it was literally like a hundred bucks a year but I was pissed off that I didn't know about it, <laughs> okay? So make sure that you understand state guidelines. If you have certain entity types, maybe you have certain insurances that have to go along with you doing your work um, with certain agencies or whatnot. And then also, again, like I mentioned, insurance panels, they may require, not all of them, but I know Medi-Cal because it's state, they required us to be on their panel, which meant that we had to buy another uh, liability. And I was like, well, I'm not even gonna be at no location. It's just like me. So one of the things that I will tell you that the guy told me that made me say, well, sign me up. He said, well, it does protect your name. It's not a trademark or a copyright or anything. He just basically said that if somebody tried to pretty much like sabotage my name or say that I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to do, it, I, I, you know, have protection. So I said, oh, sign me up because 
I'm a psychologist, but I also do like other stuff like coaching. So, I mean, that was a win-win for $100, right? Um, now, other startup costs that, again, we just, I mean, look over. Most people who look over this area are people who still got a nine to five. And I, let me just tell you a little quick story. Um, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I probably said it on Tuesday. I was meeting with my copywriter yesterday and um, she's doing some revamp for Dope Therapist Academy. And uh, I had said, let me just share something with you that I'd like typically share with them. Because she was like, you know, what is your voice? You know, when you work with someone else to write with you and for your company, they have to understand your voice. And I said, well, this is one of the things I would say. You know, a lot of the therapists that I've met, some of them treat their business like a side hustle, you know, like a side piece. And the last time I checked the side pieces I knew, they didn't move up to first place. Right. Show some love if you agree. I mean, if I did a personal attack on you, I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, if you continue to treat your business like a side piece, then it's going to give you back laws of attraction, what you put out there. So are you paying attention to your salary? Pay yourself. I don't give a damn if you pay yourself $10. Now, technically by law with corporations, you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary, reasonable salary. So a reasonable salary, I mean, hell, just go back to what crap you used to get paid at a job or the hell the amount you're getting paid now. Like, you know, give yourself a little lower based off of how many hours you work, but pay yourself something. And the reason why this is very important is because if you get out of practice, if you get into practice of not paying yourself, you're, you'll never learn how to pay yourself. You'll never start attaching the value that you charge for your services to feeling good about yourself. And so what some of my clients did, which I don't think is actually bad, is when they had a nine to five and they were getting paid like $80,000, $100,000 a year, which was cool. What they end up doing is they use their business funds to reinvest back in their business. So if you do it that way, your tax person or CPA is going to be like kudos for you because typically the first two years is all about investment anyway to make sure that your business stays open beyond the one to two year period. I've done that with every single business entity. I've had in every stream of income I've had. If it's physical products, I'll buy a lot of inventory so I can make sure I'm never without. When I started my coaching business, I went out and got coaching. I still have a coach, right? Um, when you get your degree, you went and hired a damn professor, you hired the university, you've already invested, right? So your salary, pay yourself. And if you have a corporation, you actually have to have a payroll. I'm not saying it got to be super intuitive. You can go through into it. And it is very affordable and they will help you set up your payroll you can go through other um, platforms. OK, um, another one is payroll system fees. So I said pay yourself. But the second one is the payroll system will cost money, whether it be twenty nine dollars a month or fifty dollars a month. It really depends on um uh, you also got to pay taxes, but it depends on maybe how many team members you're paying will determine like how much they add on. OK, um, also credit card processing fees. The average is about two to three percent on each charge. And some people say, well, how can I negotiate that? The only people that I've seen negotiate fees is one of my business coaches makes at minimum nine million dollars a year, 10 million last year. Well, he hit 10 million. He was able to negotiate strike fees. So if you make it a thousand a month. They, they, I'm just being real. I mean, you can pray on it, but their odds are not going to negotiate with you because you're not bringing in enough revenue for them to decrease their rates. Okay. And I'm talking about Stripe. I mean, if it's like a mental health platform, they may, depending on your, your flow of, uh, of revenue. Okay. 
Um, another one is license and CEs. We should all know this already, but we have a biannual fee. Again, these are things that are not calculated. So the reason I'm going over some of these things that you already know is odds are they're not on your budget list. Like I mentioned in the beginning, you should have a budget list for monthly recurring uh, uh, expenses. And then you should also have a one for monthly, right? Question, you can also do payroll through your bank and it may not be any fees, okay? So I would just urge you with the bank, like I do Bank of America, we have different banks, you know, people have credit unions or whatever. Just make sure with your tax person that all of the things that the bank is doing to take out taxes is protecting you and your tax liability, but I'm not a tax person, but just make sure, okay? Now, one thing that I used to do and I would say, oh, I'm payrolling myself is I would just physically write myself a check. Now, the problem with that is I'm not paying quarterly taxes. I don't know how much my taxes are. I also was responsible when I was a corporation for employer taxes. So I got to pay both sides. Most of us don't pay attention to any of that. When we get our paycheck from a job, we just look at how many taxes they took out of my side. We don't give a damn how many ta- how much taxes they paid. <laughs> like we see a whole nother column that we never look at, but look at all of your resources. Awesome comment, right? Um, also CEs, what type of workshops and how many do you take per year? Now, this is just my coaching perspective is that I know I'm going off over 30 minutes, but I mean, I'm hoping you liking the information is that when you take CE workshops, please be mindful of your goals in your business and in your private practice over the next two years. For example, there's a lot of therapists that clearly don't take my CEs, but all of my CEs are for business. The only CEs that I've seen about business are on the APA website. And to be quite frank, they hella dry. They're dry. Okay, so we do breakout sessions, you know, on Zoom. We have fun. We have uh, music in the beginning, you know, partying. You know, we, we, we teaching you how to get boxes, but provide a epic impact in your community at the same time. Okay, so if you want to grow your business and offer quality services, I would highly encourage you to ask yourself, what do I need to invest in? Yes, to get trauma certified again, to re-up on some CEs for my supervision, ethics, suicide awareness, all that stuff that you need to get, right? But then, you know what? I want to have digital products. Oh, Dr. TK just sent an email out saying she's doing a digital product workshop, but then therapists say, can you do some therapist-like workshops? I mean, damn, everybody do that. I don't, I don't need to be in competition with them. I actually want to stand out and I want to operate in what I'm in alignment with and where's my genius zone. And I'm, I'm good in the therapy area. I can go where y'all go to get my therapy CEs, but I want to give something to my clients that nobody else is giving them. And I want to give it to you if you want it to. So check me out on Instagram if you want some CEs. We having a CE workshop on Saturday, right? Travel. Now I know that some of y'all ain't traveled in a while, but if you plan on or if you have ever traveled to conferences or workshops, you can count your mileage, but these things do cost money. So this is why I say when you are doing these CEs, um, just please do not settle for CEs for less. Y'all, y'all be killing me. CEs for less got the same damn material. I swear I had the same test for supervision for three years in a row to the point where I just saved the damn answers. And I just went in there and answered them. What exactly are you contributing to the field by continuing to answer the same question over and over again? You ain't learning nothing new. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do that for some of your classes, but all of them? Like, what's the purpose of them telling you you got to get CEs if you're not learning anything new? So when you have to travel for conferences, my coaching clients, when we just went to um, Vegas, if you guys follow me on Instagram, they were so elated when I was like, you better save all these receipts. 
Oh, you you eat dinner with the team and y'all talking about business? Oh, that's a write-off. Oh, you upgraded your seat to first class because you came to the mastermind for business? Oh, that's a write-off. Oh, you had to buy your... You, get, you upgraded your suite in the Bellagio? Oh, that's a write-off. Y'all playing. Everything I do, about 80% of it is under my damn business. Learn the game, okay? It is, it is, is, is all legal, okay? So, coaching... And I think this is my last point, okay? Yeah, yeah, y'all done, y'all done did all this stuff. I ain't even count the coins, bags, boxes, okay? So coaching, invest in your mindset and in your business. I believe, this is my personal opinion, it is, re- it is a requirement for you to invest in yourself. You may not believe in coaching, but if you don't know how to do something, you need someone. My philosophy is, and this is what I do as well. I find someone based off of what I need to learn that is eight to 10 steps ahead of me. Why reinvent the wheel? If I'm sitting here on my podcast, oh Lord, it's like all my mistakes are laid out on my podcast. That was the whole purpose of me creating the podcast so that you won't reinvent the wheel. And it just bothers me that therapists will say, oh no, I'll YouTube it. And I'm not saying y'all talk like that, but I just feel like that's the attitude behind it. It's like, oh no, I'll Google it. Well, damn, let's see. If you charge 150 and you spend four hours Googling or YouTubing something, and then all it did is take you down a rabbit hole because it took you from video to another video to another video. I mean, damn, you don't wasted a thousand dollars of your time when you could have just paid a, a certain amount of money to get coaching and learn it like in a, in a shorter time frame and like specifically only what you need to learn. Come on right? So invest in yourself to become also the best version of you. So I know that my team is watching the thread. um, And I also can see some of the comments in here. Does anyone have any questions? (laughs) Right? In one hour, (laughs) right? We can get this information to you one hour a week. Boom, go take best action. (laughs) Right? Okay, so as my team is letting me know yes or no if there are any questions, um, for those of you who this is your second day or first day joining us, welcome. If you are joining us for the first time and you are watching on the Dr. TK page, I'm going to put a website um, up, but I just want to go over some logistics so you can write these dates down. Um, one, the sooner you start taking action, the better, the quicker you'll see results, even if it's just your mindset and being aware of what you need to look at. Um, make sure that when you're in the Facebook group that you download the checklist. Oh, I'll get to that question. That's a good question. Outlook. Um, We will meet back up on Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. um, And then we'll go over marketing. Okay. so one question came in. Is Outlook a good email? Make sure that it has a BAA agreement and see if they can personalize your email, because that's what I'm getting at in terms of professionalism, is that if you know what the name of your business is or mine is name my name, like at drtk.com, even though I have a corporation, all my team's email address is at drtk.com because I am a personal brand and anything I do people are calling me that not Miss Brandon for abundance right and so um try to see if Outlook can personalize it I mean when I worked at the county we use Outlook but they had it at lacounty.gov you know so just check with Outlook and see if you can personalize your email I'm considering becoming a coach too do you have any suggestions about trainings to become a coach so if you are a therapist I'm just going to put this out there um because there's a lot of trainings for coaching Like that's not something I teach for private practice. I teach that in the mastermind in terms of helping people build their coaching programs. Um, But I'm not like a certified life coach. Um, One thing I have told my students, though, is all therapists, because I teach ethics, you need to be very, very careful 
when you offer coaching because when and please stay on if you've got this question or if this has been boiling inside I know we over time but this topic I'm glad you brought it up and this does not mean that you can't do it but this is a very I'm a professor and I'm an ethics lady and so when people see you they already know you as a therapist some of the things that have come up multiple times with my my coaching clients that are therapists is that Somebody will, let's just say I come to you for an intake, right? And I see that you're a therapist, but I'm like, oh, do you offer coaching? And you say, yes. So I come to your office. You can clearly see that I got trauma. You can clearly see that I need to clear out baggage that I can't focus on moving toward the future. That's coaching because I need to clear out hella baggage. So what are you going to do? Because ethically, what I hope that you would do is say, you know what? I know that you said you wanted coaching, but from my clinical opinion, from our intake today, it sounds like you really need therapy. And I would love to offer one or the other, but technically I can't offer both. So you can either give the client the choice, which is great because they can choose what they want. But keep in mind, if you just chasing bags or you just trying to push somebody towards coaching for whatever reason, and they still have not cleared their baggage and they still have not found a therapist, what kind of work are you actually going to do with them? So I just wanted to put that out there because I actually get that question a lot in my DM. Like, what do you have for coaches? You know, and this is why I personally chose to do business coaching in my area of expertise, because to me, life coaching is just is too close to therapy. Why? Because the general public does not understand the difference. So if you're going to do both, because I have clients that do both, we work with them on creating contracts, disclaimers, and being very clear during the intake process what they can and cannot do ethically. Because as of right now, there is no ethical guideline about therapists cannot do coaching. However, there are APA guidelines about doing no harm and presenting yourself as like your license. So what I'm saying is some people are going to automatically come to you because you probably are listed as a therapist. And even if you got coached first, I can bet my money on it nine times out of 10, because all of you who are here, I'm sure have done a phenomenal job of building up your therapy career, right? So even if I say I'm a business coach and clinical psychologist, people are going to ask me more questions about being a black clinical psychologist from Compton and I'm a black woman. That's what they get hyped up about, especially in these days, right? The only time people ask me about my coaching business is when I'm around other coaches. So I hope that that makes sense. Um, do some hearts or something, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so for business coaching, um, that one is a loaded one. Um, I'll just say this. If you have your private practice together and you're making profits and you see profits and you have a profitable, make sure you come to the boot camp because we're going to go over like structure. If all of that is good and you pass like all the little quizzes that I'm going to give, then reach out to me after and we can talk to you about scaling your business. Okay. All right. The company I'm certifying through. Yeah. Has its own a whole module. Yeah. Th- this is a hot topic, y'all. Like super hot. All right, so let's see. So what I'm going to do is wrap up. Uh-oh. Oh, shoot, what happened? Oh, there we go. All right, so let me just put on the screen for the people who are watching on Facebook um, the website. And so we will be, let me see if I point the right way. <laughs> we will be back 
on uh, Friday, we'll be going over the marketing checklist. It will be at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time again. This is the website, the drtk.com forward slash PPP. If you go directly to the website, like drtk.com is not going to show up. You have to put the backslash PPP. Okay. Yeah. And thank you. I think it's Shay, Shay, uh, Miss Danielle. <laughs> uh, they make you sign a statement saying that you understand as a therapist and for our clients too, that they understand. Um, but be careful though, because some clients will say they understand. And then all of a sudden your coaching session turns into a damn therapy session. Some of my clients are on here and they've had it happen. It is not fun because now you in a little pickle. What do you do? Do you stop coaching? You can't flip flop and say I'm your therapist now. That's hella unethical. Right. All right. So if we have no other questions, um, make sure that you head over to the Facebook group. Um, if you have uh, questions, post them starting on. Well, actually, what I'm going to do right now is we'll uh, can my team. Can we just create a questions thread? Like put all bonus questions here. We're going to have a designated questions thread for the actual boot camp day one, two and three. But for the four bonuses, Tuesday, today, Friday and next Tuesday, can we just uh, Danielle, if you're watching, I don't know she's watching, but can you create one thread in the boot camp and just say bonus boot camp questions put here and then any questions that you all have, put them there and then I'll answer them on the next call and or in the boot camp. All right. So everybody have a prosperous evening. I know I went over time, but I'm sure that you enjoyed it. And I will see you all on Friday or on Instagram, y'all. Check me out on Instagram. All right. Have a great night. Bye.